0: Good morning, good morning, and welcome, welcome to those of you in the room, welcome to those of you watching on our live service, and to those of you joining in our recorded service as well. You're all very welcome to join as we worship together as church at Brighton Road Baptist Church this morning. I'm going to begin by reading from Psalm 27. We're continuing today with our uh, series on Nehemiah, and John will be uh, bringing the word later on. We're thinking about encouragement, or not being discouraged today, that's our theme. So I'm going to begin by reading from Psalm 27, and then we will worship together. The Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? When evil men advance against me to devour my flesh, when enemies and my foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then will I be confident. One thing I ask of the Lord, this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord, and to seek him in his temple. Lord God, we come before you this morning. We come into the holy place, right into your presence, and we are thankful that we are able to do that by the blood of Jesus. And we pray, Lord, that you would meet with us this morning, that you would still our hearts and fill this place and fill this worship and fill our homes with the presence of your Holy Spirit, as we seek to worship and glorify your name and in jesus name we pray that amen Amen. so i'm going to invite you to stand and to sing we're going to uh begin our worship by praising our awesome god singing holy 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 is the lord Uh, there'll be some gaps in between these first few songs for some prayers but there will be another song coming so just if you want to stay standing that's that's fine but just let's worship the lord together shall we shall we stand to begin It is our delight to give you all the glory, all the worship, all the praise, for you are so worthy. And we recall to our minds the many, many good things that you've done for us, even in this past week, the blessings that you've lavished upon us that we take for granted. And, oh God, we say you are worthy. We are grateful for all the provision that you graciously lavish upon our lives. We thank you that we can trust you in all circumstances.
1: Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow. Of
0: your faithfulness we rest in that promise that even when an army is besieged against us you will never let go of us when discouragement comes when the plans we have have to be laid aside Lord still we trust you as you are faithful Lord We come now to you, our prayers of intercession. So let us pray. Jesus, we do indeed stand amazed in your presence. We wonder how you could love us. We wonder at your mercy and your forgiveness. For us you prayed in the garden, not my will, but thine. And so in our prayers this morning, for the needs of the world, for the needs of our church, and for our own needs, as we pray, I will say, Lord, we pray. And if you want to join in with the response, not our will, but yours. Lord, we pray, not our will, but yours. And Lord, as we look to the many, many needs of our world, it is those pictures from Afghanistan that I suspect sit heavily on many, many hearts this morning. Those pictures of the rushed evacuations, the many troops, the refugees, those fighting to get out of a place that they once called home, coming to new homes. And most tragically of all, those left behind genuinely fearing for their lives and those having to hide their former lives and their former identities just so that they might be safe. And for the Christians who fear renewed persecution, as we see those pictures, words might fail us. So we pray for protection, for peace, and for provision. We struggle to see sense in this chaos. We struggle to discern your plan among all this pain. But Lord, we pray, not our will, but yours. In this country, we are beginning to recover from the effects of COVID on our lives. That we recognize the painful inequality across the globe for many countries who are only just beginning now to get vaccines. This virus has made us feel so vulnerable or more aware of our vulnerabilities. But for many living in Africa, this is just one of many deadly illnesses that they contend with as part of everyday life. I thank you for our friends Paul and Julie, who we caught up with last week, heading back to Zambia with their children this week. We thank you for their witness, and we pray for protection over their health and provision for the work of their ministry. We pray for Zambia. We ask for wisdom for the new government in that country, that there would be a peaceful transition of power and that there would be an effective and corruption-free vaccine distribution process. Lord, we pray, not our will, but yours. Many of us have new beginnings this week and in the weeks ahead. We pray for teachers and pupils returning to school For those leaving to go to university for parliament as it returns for the feeling that the holidays are passing and there is work to be done lord whatever our circumstances and our situations would you give us a sense of purpose would you strengthen us as we do the tasks that you have called us to do Help us hold lightly to our own plans and be quick to listen and to follow you. And when we face discouragement or sickness or tiredness, Lord, would you uphold and inspire us? Lord, we pray, not your will, not our will, but yours. Amen. John's going to bring our reading. You probably need to come and do it here.
2: So this is our reading, carrying on with Nehemiah. This is Nehemiah 6. Excuse me. Sorry, Nehemiah 6. When the word came to Sambalat, Tabiah, geshem, Geshem, the Arab and the rest of our enemies that I had rebuilt the wall and not a gap was left in it, though up to that time I had not set the doors in the gates. Sambalat and, Sambalat and Geshem sent me this message. Come, let us meet together in one of the villages on the plain of Ono. But they were scheming to harm me, so I sent messages to them with this reply. I am carrying on a great project and cannot come down. Why should I stop work and leave it and go down to you? Four times they sent me the same message and each time I gave them the same answer. Then the fifth time Sambalat sent his aid to me with the same message and in his hand was an unsealed letter in which was written. It is reported among the nations and Geshe says it's true that you and the Jews are planning to revolt and therefore you are building a wall. Moreover, according to these reports, you are about to become their king. And you have appointed prophets to make this proclamation about you in Jerusalem. There is a king in Judah. Now this report will get back to the kings. So come, let us meet together. I sent him this reply. Nothing like what you are saying is happening. You are just making it up out of your head. They were all trying to frighten us, thinking their hands will get too weak for the work and it will not be completed. But I prayed, now strengthen my hands. One day I went to the house of Shemaiah, the son of Deliah, the son of Mehetabal, who was shut in at his house. He said, let us meet in the house of God inside the temple and let, let us close the temple doors because men are coming to kill you by night. They are coming to kill you. But I said, should a man like me run away or should someone like me go into the temple to save his life, I will not go. I realised God had not sent them but that he had prophesied against me because Tobiah and Sambalat had hired him. He'd been hired to intimidate me, so I would commit a sin by doing this, and then they would give me a bad name to discredit me. Remember Tobiah and Sambalat, my God, because of what they have done. Remember also the prophet Nadiah, and how she and the rest of the prophets have been trying to intimidate me. So, the wall was completed on the 25th of Elam, 52 days. When our enemies heard about this, all the surrounding nations were afraid and lost their self-confidence because they realised that this work had been done with the help of our God.
0: Thank you. Shall we stand together and sing our next uh, song, Come Set Your Rule and Reign? going to come and read from Hebrews chapter
3: 10. A call to persevere in faith. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened up for us, through the curtain it is that his body, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful, and let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up, meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encourage one another, and all the more, as you see the day approaching.
2: Good morning. It's good to be here, live and in person. Um, I think this is the first time I've preached since since we've been alive, so uh, it's good great to be here so we're continuing our series looking at um, looking at Nehemiah and um, we've got to a we've got to a bit in Nehemiah where um, he's subject to um, some discouragement or some um, potential um, traps are laid for him so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to briefly kind of run through where we are um, in the story of Nehemiah uh, from this from this bit. So um, Israel's enemies have, um, have heard the wall is nearly completed. So it's, most of the wall is up and the gates aren't all in place. So um, Nehemiah notices uh, that they're planning to do him harm. Um, he is not falling for this trap um, right from the beginning. He refuses... Um, to see the enemies, um, and he says, "Why should I take time off this work?" He prioritises the work that he's doing, and then four times they ask him, and four times he says no, and then eventually um, they send the aide with the letter, and the letter has got some new and different lies about Nehemiah in it, um, because he's trying. To, they're trying to draw him out, but Nehemiah knows they're just trying to intimidate him, so. Um, he he won't he won't be uh, deflected by this. So um, then then Nehemiah goes to visit this uh, this guy Shemaiah, um, who has actually received this false prophecy, um, and let's see, and he says that they should go and hide inside the temple. So he's being asked to be fearful um, and to and to um, actually to do something which wasn't right because of the, where the priests um, were allowed to go. So they're trying to get him to break the law, they're trying to, um, discredit him yet again. Um, and then, um, he asked God to remember this wickedness. So, uh, like God's going to forget, but, um, but Nehemiah decides that, uh, he, he wanted to, he wants to, um, remind this, but despite all of this going on, um, the wall is finished. Um, and, uh, and, and the job is done. Now, what I want to look at is a few things um, out of the story of Nehemiah. Um, and I brought in the, the Hebrews text to, um, to kind of bring in a few, a few ideas um, and a few things to, to try and kind of make it relevant to where we are now. Obviously, we are doing a series about Nehemiah, about building walls and about putting things back together. Um, and uh, it is not accidental. Um, We're we're in a position of uh, building or rebuilding um, at present. So um, this is is the type of thing we used to um, have to do when preaching from a a, a lectionary type of of setup where you get a bit of the Old Testament and a bit of the New Testament um, and you end up with a kind of mashup of uh, what does the New Testament bit tell us about the Old Testament and vice versa. So hopefully um, I can draw out something which is of help to us and is of help to our situation so out of the um, out of the hebrews text i picked out some words which i'm going to concentrate on um, the first is confidence uh, confidence the second unswerving uh, don't give up stir one another on or oh, sorry spur one another on um, and encouraging so i'm going to look at that in the context of what Nehemiah was doing. So where did Nehemiah's confidence come from? He was amazingly confident. In fact, when you read it, you can tell that he was writing his own story, can't you? Because he comes out quite well. Um, and if I was writing a story about me, I think I'd come out quite well too. Um, so he's recording, uh, you know, there's it was, it was some sort of debate about how, how it got recorded, but it's Nehemiah's story for sure. Um, so back in chapter two, he prayed God's Word. Uh, the, the chapter 2 bit, and I don't want to kind of go... Compl- I have, didn't actually hear. Who, who preached on chapter 2? I can't remember. Was it Tim? No, Tim's looking. <laughs> We're not sure. Uh, we, we can we can scroll back in the in the live services. Was it you, Julie? No, no, no nobody's nobody standing up for chapter 2. Oh, well, I can speak about chapter 2. Um, in chapter 2, Nehemiah prays God's Word to him. He prays God's Word. He says, God, you have said you have said you will build, you have said you will gather. He repents for the sins of the people and then he says, you've said you're going to build this. Um, So his confidence is based in God's word. Where is our confidence based? Our confidence, of course, should be based in God's word. Our calling is in God's word. Do you feel that you have been called to anything specific. Do you feel you have got a mission? Do you feel that you've been commissioned? I, I can tell you you have been commissioned um, because I know about a thing called the Great Commission and it includes all of us. Um, we have been commissioned. We have been, uh, we have been called and God's word um, confirms what he has called us to. But some people um, in the church are kind of waiting for a word. Um, And this is a discussion I've had for a long, long time. You know, um, I've met people who are saying, well, I I really feel I should be evangelising and I'm just waiting for God to tell me what to do um, and and then I will will start. Um, And the fact of the Word of God is a lot of these things have already been said. They're in the Bible. There are things which God has called us to do. There are the things that Jesus said. You know, Jesus said, love your neighbour. You don't have to wait for a word from God to love your neighbour. You've just got to love your neighbour. We've been called, we've been commissioned, we've got God's word that is directing us. So we can be confident. You see, the thing about Nehemiah is he prayed that it would go well when he went into into the the king and said, I want to go back and rebuild Jerusalem. Uh, He prayed that it would go well and it went well. I think from this, you can draw the conclusion that God was in this plan. It was in the Word, God did what he had prayed, um, so he could be confident. And he was supremely confident, brilliantly confident. Um, And perhaps for us, this is a time where we need to be confident in God, confident in his Word, confident in his calling to us. So, let's go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations baptising them in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded. That's a basic one. I'm not saying everyone has to be an evangelist. You know me well enough to know that I will be enthusiastic um, about all matters of evangelism. But please do what God has called you to. Please do whatever it is which God has called you to. Be that loving your neighbour, preaching the word, whatever but please do it and do it with confidence because he who had called us, he's called us to do it. So the next word, unswerving. I think that's great. I think unswerving describes Nehemiah very well. He did not get deflected. There was intimidation. There was lies. There was effectively a threat to kill because they were trying to get him into a position where he'd, got, where he'd sinned. would it was, um, it was scheming. It was unpleasant. Has anyone experienced any of this sort of stuff? Just me then. <laughs> I've spent a difficult life. <laughs> um, there, there, this stuff does go on. The world of work is the worst for this. My goodness, it's full of scheming, isn't it? Um, horrible, horrible stuff has happened to me um, in the past. And uh, we need to be unswerving, unswerving in the calling um, and in what God has brought us to. And Nehemiah, in this, would not go anywhere near this stuff. His reaction was, um, there's some great some great things he said. The first thing, I'm carrying out a great project and can't go down. Can't even see you. Um, one, one, of the, one of the texts said, talk to the hand, and I think I've just sort of done that. Can't even see you. No, I'm not, no, no, not happening. Uh, building, this is a building, you know? Um, this is great. Have you ever had builders like that? I, I haven't. Uh, they would be distracted, be distracted with a cup of tea. I must apologise to my cousin Andy, he's actually a really good builder. Um, but you know what I mean? If you're building a wall, you're building a wall. And it doesn't matter how many cups of tea with 30 sugars you're offered, you're going to carry on building that wall. That's what Nehemiah, uh, Nehemiah was like. I'm not, I'm not going there. And then, and then he said to the, He's prayed, strengthen my hands he prayed for God's help in continuing what he was doing. He prayed for God's help in continuing to resist the intimidation, to resist the lies. And then he also says, should a man like me run away? Um, he, was, he was resistant to the lies, resistant to the temptation to fear. He would not be put off. And uh, he was just so determined to do this. So, don't give up. You say, don't give up. What does that mean? What do, you know, is that different from unswerving? Well, I think it is. We've um, got to continue the work. We need to prioritise the mission. Okay. Um, now, at Brighton Road, we've been we've been quite clear. Um, uh, and and I've, I've been involved, and, the, and many of us who, who lead here have been involved in putting together what we think our mission is. Um, and we are, looking at, um, we are looking at trying to do what fits the mission, trying to do a- activities which fit the mission. So we are looking at our relationship with God, our relationship with each other, and our relationship with the community. So when we look at uh, what we're doing... So we we need to prioritise what we should be doing here and also, if God has called us to something as individuals, we need to prioritise that. So let us um, not give up. Let's prioritise the mission of Brighton Road. Let's prioritise the mission of the church more uh, universally and let's also prioritise what God has called us to as individuals. If God has told you to do something, um, then just do it. It's... uh, Sometimes what God calls us to is so very, very simple. Sometimes what God calls us to is to perhaps just uh, be a good parent. Sometimes God's calling is very, very simple. Um, a, f- a friend of ours had a very specific call from God just to play your guitar. That was it. It was all he really needed to do. That was what he was called to do. And that's what God has specifically chosen and, and, and asked him to do. So, don't give up doing the thing that God's called us to, whatever that thing is. So, we're building something and we want to we be sure uh, not to give up. Uh, don't give up. Despite fear, despite deflection, despite distraction, let's prioritise the, the mission um, let's prioritize what we're doing here. Let's prioritize what we're doing as individuals. Let's prioritize what God has called us to. And the next, uh, the next couple of phrases out of this are really the kind of application. How do we, um, how do we become Nehemiah-like in our in our determination? Nehemiah-like in our resistance uh, to. To, um, <coughs> in our resistance to deflection or our resistance to uh, people uh, and, and fear trying to deflect us. Well, the first that I've picked out of there is spur one another on. Spurring one another on is great because this is a sort of application um, from, a, from a preach that um, you get to do on other people, if that makes sense. So rather than me spur you on, my, my, my uh, application is spur one another on. So, what can we do to do this? Well, let us, uh, and we know we've, we're in this situation where um, we've, for, for kind of necessary reasons, we've kind of lost touch with a lot of people. Um, every time I, I sat here this morning thinking, oh, who's that? Oh, I'm not, and, and then I think, Oh, I do know that person, but we've, we've not seen each other for so long. So um, my first kind of practical bit of application is, if there is a person you haven't seen for a while at church, um, you might have just missed them, because we're all kind of missing each other a little bit, um, or they might not have been here. But just, just send them a message, saying, Hi, I haven't seen you for a while, um, and let's be direct about what God's called us to. I always find it incredibly uncomfortable, but also encouraging when people ask me the sort of questions. So what's God doing in your life at the moment? Um, so, what you know, uh, and sometimes, sometimes it's like, oh, yeah, he's done this. And other times it's, uh, oh, not much, actually. Uh, oh, it's been a bit quiet. But whichever, whichever answer, it still encourages me. Because I think, oh, oh, what is going on? And I have to kind of have a, a, an appraisal of, of, of what God's doing in my life. So let's encourage one another. Just send a message to someone. Um, send a message to someone you haven't seen for a while. And they might say, oh, I've been, go- I've been o- online or I've been at the 9.30 and you've been at the 11 or vice versa. Um, uh, and we'll have a good catch-up and realise we're all, we're all kind of on track and still kind of meeting together in as much as we can in these times. But let's do something practical. Let's do something to build what we're doing here. It's true that uh, we have something to build here. We have um, a little bit of the church, um, a little bit of of God's kingdom um, to be building here. Um, And that's not... um, I'm a little bit cautious about this because um, we're we're not building these walls here. These aren't the ones we're building, these ones that are holding the roof up. Um, what we're we're actually building um, is God's kingdom. They're the the walls we are building. Um, And that's one of the little kind of dangers about a kind of um, series about Nehemiah, that we think that we're building Brighton Road. And actually, we're not. The mission is God's kingdom. It's bigger than this. um, and, And this building just happens to be part of it. But let us build together. Let us encourage one another. Spur each other on keep um pressing one another in those relationships in those life groups um in whatever it is uh where you the context where you're meeting together and the other one which kind of goes with it is encouraging one another so uh this is about being positive about just saying nice things but um just about encouraging one another so um i'm going to embarrass miriam there. um Miriam decided I was a bit grumpy yesterday. I was. Um, I was trying to put a tent up. Uh, ben had been a little bit helpful. Um, and Ben and I had had a few words, but we've, we've sorted it out now, haven't we, Ben? Ben's, Ben's all right. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was a little stressful time. So Miriam went and, and made a present for me. She went, and, she went and bought chocolate. She wrote a card. Just a, Just a great piece of encouragement. Because she'd noticed... There was something that needed fixing. And she right, right, how can I do this? Um, so well done, well done to you. But well, it's so easy to just encourage each other, isn't it? So easy to just uh, write a note or drop a, a little present round, or just say something really positive to each other. Um, I know I go on about this all the time. That's because I love encouragement. And actually, I need quite a lot of it. Um, I, sorry, sorry to say. Um, I do, I, uh, Claire, Claire knows this. She's a very encouraging person which is just as well. (laughs) Um, But do encourage one another. Do encourage one another. You see, you're building, aren't you? And this is all about building. Encouraging one another is building, not tearing down, isn't it? So let's do that together. Let's be like Nehemiah, not be deflected from the task, holding unswervingly to what God's called us to. Spurring, Spurring each other on and encouraging one another. Amen. Right, um, I think I'm going to pray now. Actually, I'll pray some more, if that's all right. Lord God, we thank you for what your word says to us. We thank you that we can have an amazing confidence. We can have a confidence in our relationship with you we can have a confidence that is inspired by you, by spending time in your presence, by being with you. And as we spend our time here, doing your work, doing the things you've commissioned us for, we pray that you would give us opportunity to spur one another on, to encourage one another, thank you, Lord, for what you're doing here. We pray your blessing now on on your work here. Amen. Amen. Oh, and just one other practical uh, just just come to to mind here. Um, One other practical thing we can do, encourage one another. Um, There's an Alpha course starting uh, on Wednesday, the 22nd of September. It's a daytime Alpha. On a Wednesday morning, uh, Julie is is running it for us. Um, so please do. Uh, that might be uh, the person you need to speak to. It might be a person who needs to be invited on Alpha. So um, do please uh, remember that. And there are invitations available um, out on the reception, but they look like this, so you know what you're looking for. Um, uh, and there's a, there's there's a few there, but we can get we can get plenty more. Um, so please do. Uh, Do that, right. I've lost a piece of paper, so um, there's a song. (laughs) Oh, this one, yes. by saying the grace together and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen.